Hello everyone, welcome to our youth service. Coach Dave Estera here. I just want to welcome everyone who's watching from Every Nation Campus, Green Hills, E. Rodriguez, San Juan, and Cubao. No? We made this series, this new series, specifically with the thought na alam ko iba sa atin dito, we'll be starting your online classes. Or if not, you are already in your online classes. We want to help you and equip you to gear up. Kumbaga parang magkaroon ng improvement and to prepare you for the new normal that's coming. Now, I'm going to share to you something that I believe most, if not all of you here, are familiar with. Tung verse na to, alam nyo ba, na consistent, top 2 siya nung 2015, 2016, 2017, and 2019. And nung 2018, siya yung top 1 verse. And this is the very, very familiar verse of Jeremiah 29, 11. It says here, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Sa Tagalog, sabi dito, alam ko kung paano ko tutuparin ang mga plano ko para sa kabutihan nyo at hindi sa kasamaan nyo at plano para bigyan kayo ng pag-asa na magkaroon kayo ng mabuting kinabukasan. What a source of encouragement! Isn't it true? Na itong verse na to, marami sa atin dito, memorize mo to, na-encourage ka dito. But for today's topic, I want you to see the whole context of it. And as we study the context, I believe it will gear you up to face the new normal that's coming our way. Let's pray. God, open our hearts that our hearts will be ready to receive your word in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Context ng Jeremiah 29, 11. Let's start at verse 1. It says here, These are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders of the exile who have been exiled by King Nebuchadnezzar. Yung salitang exile. That's the whole context and background of Jeremiah 29. What does the exile mean? Basically, nasira yung buong nation of Israel. The whole nation of Israel was defeated by the kingdom of Babylon, led by Nebuchadnezzar. God's people was defeated by Babylon. Not only that, sinira. They destroyed the whole nation of Israel. They took most of the people living in that land and they brought it to the nation of Babylon. It was a moment of shame. It was a moment of defeat. Sa time natin yun, imagine if suddenly there was a war and we were defeated. Siyempre, maraming nasira yung war. Gusto natin mag-rebuild. But instead of us rebuilding our nation, kinuha tayo nung nag-conquer sa atin. And we don't know what's going to happen to us. And why did this happen? According to the Bible, it's because of God's discipline. You know what? Some Israelites during that time could not believe that this is happening to them. Iniisip siguro nila, sandali lang to, kasi God's going to deliver us. We may have been taken to exile by Babylon, but it's not going to last forever. Oh, sandali lang to, hindi to ganun katagal, babalik din tayo dito. Sounds familiar? Isn't it true that some of us here, ganun tayo mag-isip? Hindi naman to matagal. I for one think like that. May mga plano pa kami. Iniisip namin, oh, by April, by May, by June, tapos na to. Who would have thought that it would have moved beyond that and now we're entering six, seven months into this pandemic? Everyone was thinking during that time that this won't last. But God was showing something different. That is the context of this chapter. A moment of shame. A moment of uncertainty. moment of fear. No one knows what's going to happen. This is the context of Jeremiah 29.11. And in the middle of that situation, this is what God told them to do. 
in Jeremiah 29 verses 4 to 7, it says here, This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says to all the captives he has exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. Build homes and plan to stay. Plant gardens and eat the fruit they produce. Marry and have children. Then find spouses for them so that they may have many grandchildren. Multiply. Do not dwindle away. And work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. Balik tayo sa context na yun. It's a moment of shame. It's a moment of defeat. And now you are living under the enemy who defeated you. And of course, iniisip mo, ayoko dito magstay? Gusto ko bumalik sa land ko? Uh, this is not going to last. My God's going to defeat them. I'm not going to be under this rule and reign of this king. Siyempre, iniisip mo, ayoko naman, ayoko sundin tong hari na, na, na tumalo sa amin, na umabuso sa amin. In short, most probably when the people of Israel heard this, ang iniisip nila, seryoso ka, Lord? Are you sure about this? But look what God told them. Stay there. Build homes. Start a family. Seek the welfare of that city. Yes, that city. Yung Babylon. Yung, yung tumalo sa inyo. Yung reason ng suffering nyo. Yung reason ng exile nyo. Seek the welfare of that city. Seryoso ka, Lord. In short, what God was telling them is to embrace the new normal that they have. It is a new normal. They were waiting. Sana bumalik na yung dati? Is that going to last long, this exile? But God's saying, no, no, it's going to last and it's going to change you. Embrace it. And not only that, God says, build homes, plan to stay. In short, make the most of what you have. Some of them, in fact, if you study this in history, those who are in exile weren't really treated as bad as they were imagining it to be. Some were mad, were able to start businesses during their time. Some was able to really start their own homes. In short, God was telling them, with the new normal that I'm showing you right now, make the most of what you have. Now, I know sa panahon natin ngayon, uso yung salitang privilege check. And sometimes privilege check has become an excuse for someone not to do something. To not be productive. But that's not what it means. In fact, privilege check is this. You know what you have. And you want to be faithful with it. And you want to do something with it. Not just for you, but for the people around you. That's what God says. Sabi niya dito, Work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Yes, I did this. There is a new normal. But I want you to work for the peace. Pray to the Lord for it. For its welfare will determine your welfare. In short, in the middle of this new normal, don't just think about yourself. Wag kang selfish. Misa kasi ganun tayo eh. Diba pag may challenges, pag may hindi tayo certain, inisip muna natin, ako muna, ako muna. For some of us here, we've experienced that. I've seen that. That's what God was saying. Don't just think about yourself. Don't think about running. Don't think about resisting. Don't think of rebelling. No, God's saying embrace it. Make the most of it. And then contribute. Don't just think of yourself. For some of us here, we're still stuck with this thought. Nababalik yung dati. It may not. It may not. It's a moment of uncertainty. It's a moment that maybe it's something that you will be scared of. But I want you to know this. God is doing something new and He is in control. Will we survive or will we thrive? Magkaiba yun eh. Surviving me means to continue to live or exist, especially in spite of danger or hardship. 
Ang goal ng survive, mabuhay. Or will we thrive? Thrive means to grow vigorously, to gain, or to flourish. Surviving means living in now, the moment. Nako, ang dami, hindi sure. Ako muna unahin ko. Sarili ko muna isipin ko hanggang bumalik yung dating normal. But thriving is embracing what's in front of us and making that decision that I will make something of my current situation. It's in the middle of that context of defeat, of shame, of uncertainty, of confusion, of conflicting thoughts and ideas that God said, Jeremiah 29.11. And what did He say? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a hope and a future. What can we see from this word? Notice the words that keep coming up from this one. It's the word plan. At least from this translation, it's used two times. In another translation, it's three times. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. So NIV plans to give you a hope and a future. In short, God has a plan. Not only that, the reason why He has a plan is because He is in charge. During their time, everyone thought it's King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon who is in charge. But God was saying, no, I am in charge and I have a plan. In our current situation, we think that it's the virus who has the upper hand or our government leaders. No, God is in control. He has a plan. Not only that, the words welfare actually also translates with the word peace and good. That's the root word of that word. Imagine the words used here, welfare, which means good and peace, future and hope. What does this mean? It means that not only does God have a plan, but it also means God is good. I know it doesn't look like it sometimes. Alam ko minsan na pag tinignan natin yung sitwasyon natin, pag narinig natin yung mga balita sa TV or sa nagbasa tayo ng social media, I know it shouts otherwise. No? Mukhang hindi. But that's what God is telling it may be a moment of shame or defeat. Parang napag-iwanan na tayo ng buong Southeast Asia. But God is telling us, He has a plan and He is good. And this plan is for peace, wholeness. It's for welfare. It's for hope. Hindi mo to ikababasag. Hindi mo to ikawawasak. God's plan for us is good for our future and it's full of hope. That's why this verse is so powerful when we understand its context. It's in the context of facing a new normal, facing uncertainty, facing the world of fear and doubt and shame and defeat. God is telling us right now, in the middle of those tight spots, in the middle of when God says something, God is telling you, assuring you, I have a plan for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. To give you a hope and a future. Now, for some of us here, we end with that verse. Nakakalungkot. Because, in, because the other verses after that offer so much more. Jeremiah 29 verses 12 to 14. It says here, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord and I will restore your fortunes. For some of us here, maybe this is God's message for you. And I think for the whole world. 
But God is telling us, not only does He has a plan for us, but He wants you and me to experience Him in a new way. And God is calling you and me to constantly, continually seek Him. Hanapin natin si Lord. Hindi naman siya mahirap, hanapin eh. Promise nga ni Lord, makikita natin siya when we seek Him with all our hearts. We will be surprised that we'll get to know God in a whole new way. And sometimes, the things that we will know about God makes the hardships worth it. So, ah, when do we usually appreciate light? Isn't it true? A couple of weeks ago, there was a comet that passed by planet Earth. And some of us here, trinay natin, no? Uh, picture yon. And some were, were able to do that, some to vain, kasi may pollution or nalit or whatever. But isn't it true that we appreciate light when there's darkness? We would appreciate the comment more because of the darkness. You know what? God is able to shine His light and purposes in the middle of darkness and horror. And that's what God was saying. In the middle of that exile, shame, defeat, uncertain world that the Israelites are facing, in the middle of this uncertain, fearful new school year that's coming, in the middle of this uncertain, confusing state that we are in right now, God is telling us that He is able to shine His goodness and His plans and His purposes like light shines in the middle of darkness. Ganun nga si Lord eh. Ganun talaga siya gumalaw eh. Could you imagine a cross, a symbol of horror, turned to a symbol of love? Could you imagine a tomb? Okay, tomb. Okay, kung saan sa kanililibing. A tomb. A symbol of death now turned to a symbol of a new life. Only God can turn the ugly parts of your world into something beautiful. Only God can turn the ugly parts of this world into a masterpiece. No one else can do that. Kahit yung pinakamagaling na artsy person na kilala mo, hindi kaya yun. But God can do it. Only God can turn the horror of this pandemic for His purposes. The worst thing that could happen to us is that we go through this pandemic with no purpose. But that's not who God is. God is telling us, hindi may purpose ako sa'yo and I am in control. If it's bad, then it's not yet the end. His plan is for prosper, not, is to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us a hope and a future. And if you ever doubt, about God and His plans and His goodness and His love in the midst of a dark situation. Remember Jesus and what He did for you. He embraced darkness, sin, and death, and hopelessness, and turned death into life. Hopelessness to hope. And turned sinners like you and me into a saint. Only God can do that. And if you ever doubt God's plan and purposes and future. Look at what He did through His Son, Jesus Christ. In the middle of a tight situation, a situation that we don't like, a situation that God is telling you to do something, in the middle of moments in your life that you are having a hard time to obey God, in the middle of this coming school year, that's parang Ang hirap, hindi ko alam kung ano mangyayari, nakaka-depress. In the middle of a world that says no, no, no. What can we learn from Jeremiah 29? Four things. 
Very quick. Number one, make the most of the opportunity. God says, build houses, plant, raise a family, make the most of the opportunity. Anong meron ka? Mag-aaral ka ba o hindi? There's no condemnation either. <laughs> Mag-modular ka ba o mag-online ka? Whatever path that you will go to, make the most of that opportunity. Meron kang kayang gawin. Number two is contribute to the situation around you. Huwag ka lang mag-isip para sarili mo. Don't just think for your survival. Think of other people. Think of how you could serve. Number three is we pray and seek God. Do you still pray? Do you still listen and read His Word? Sabi doon ni Lord, if you come to me and seek me, you will find me. Number four, we trust and obey even if we do not understand. We trust and obey even if we do not understand. San ka nag-grow? Sa rank mo sa ML or sa call of duty? O sa relationship mo kay God? I want you to take this time to trust Him and obey Him even if you don't understand. In the middle of this uncertain world that we live in, how can we gear up? We make the most of the opportunity. We contribute to the situation around us. We pray and seek God. And we trust and obey Him even if you don't understand. I want to end with this. There's three ways we generally see this pandemic. Iba sa atin dito, ang tingin natin sa pandemic na to, parang ambon. Okay? Naka-experience na tayo nun, no? drizzle. Okay? Ambon. Diba pag umaambon, it, it wouldn't last for days. Usually, it's minutes to hours. Tapos kung nasa labas ka, tapos ambonan ka, tinatakbong mo yan. Kung naman kaya, you just stay in a sheltered place, naglililim ka muna, tapos nagpapatila ka ng ulan. You're waiting for the drizzle to stop. Okay? Papatila ka ng ambon. Chill ka lang, nag-wait ka. For some of us here, we see this pandemic like a storm. Parang bagyo. Usually, a storm would last days to maybe a week. And if you know that a storm is so strong, usually what we would do, we would go out and then we would buy the things we need and we would prepare. But our mindset is, kailangan ko lang mag-survive. Kailangan ko lang bumalik dati. Afterwards, we'll go back to normal and rebuild. For some of us here, we think of our current situation parang ambon o parang bagyo. And some of us, we think, sandali lang to, babalik din to. Or some of us, we think, no, I have to survive. I have to survive. I'm just thinking for myself. I have to survive. But this is not where we are right now. It's more of an ice age. Grabe exage, ice age, agad. <laughs> it's what killed the dinosaurs. <laughs> it's, it's years. It's life changing. We are in the middle of a crisis that no one in this current, present, modern world has foreseen. It is going to take more than months. It might take years. It will change our lifestyle. But God is telling us He is doing something new. Kung ice age to, hindi mo goal mag-survive lang. Ang goal mo na ngayon mag-thrive. In the middle of this pandemic, our goal is not just to survive, but to thrive in our relationship with God, in our influence, when we make the most of the opportunity, when we contribute, when we pray and seek Him, when we trust and obey Him, even if you don't understand. I want you to embrace the change that's happening. I want to end by declaring this as we pray. Lord, we thank you. Salamat God, kasi hindi mo kami pinapabayaan. And Lord, I thank you because even if we do not understand, 
we know that you are in control. And Lord, I want to declare Jeremiah 29, 11 to 14 once again to all of us here. God is telling you and me right now, before the new school year starts, God is telling you this right now. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a hope and a future. Then you will call upon me, says the Lord, and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. Lord, thank you.